When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into a bi-week edition of the Strictly Stripes podcast. Muhammad Ahmad back at it with Andrew Gillis and Mike Nislik. And before we get the bi-week started, again, if you haven't done already, make sure you sign up for Cincinnati Football Insider. It's a 14-day free trial where you get the best insights and bonus content on the Bengals that you will not get right away on social media. You get to be a part of the Strictly Stripes family, be a part of the podcast, be a part of everything. Subscribe for $4.99 a month, and you won't even be charged that until the end of that trial. And if you want to sign up, go to cleveland.com slash Bengals. Click on that blue banner at the top of the page. Or send a text message to area code 513-949-4147. So literally, almost exactly halfway through the season, the bye week has arrived right away. How do we feel about it? Thank God. I'm tired. That's a mood. I am really tired. Um I think I I think everybody like it, it's it's good because it's one it's not one of those bye weeks that comes in like week five where you I, I think coaches and everybody that has a bye week to deal with will say that you know oh it's coming at a good time but I genuinely do think that this comes at a good time you've played more than half of your games it's kind of at a point in the season where the Bengals are injured everybody like they're the coaches are people you know everybody in this in this organization like has the same thoughts that everybody Wait, else does they are people yeah it's they're, like, they're not they're, they're not normal invincible? people and they want time Wait, really away. No, I'm just kidding. so they want time <laughs> away and um i think you know now it comes at a good time you're you're kind of able to get it with you know uh with a good little home stretch here with with two months of football so i, I think uh i think it's coming at a good time for for us for them for everybody really Mike, you, you see, you, you uh, see, you seem really checked out. Of you it. can't have a bye week in week five, just so you know. You can have it in week six. I thought you could. Six okay. to fourteen. Six yeah. to fourteen. Okay. Well, so I apologize for that. Oh, zero out of five hundred error. Effect. God, week fourteen. But I mean, you're, that's no, tough. you're right about the positioning for for the team wise. I think that you're halfway through the through the season, um, and you can't have a better kind of placement where you can kind of rest up and kind of get ready for the stretch run. And, and the Bengals' schedule is pretty clear, split in the middle in terms of. You know their hardest games are kind of in that second half um, against you know the top three teams in the AFC, and so um, you know I, I think it comes at a good time for them, and, and it seemed you know especially with that coming off that win that they were very eager to uh, get out of the building today. Yeah, I mean, it, and just kind of like last year too. I mean, they were five and four at the bye, just like 
you know, this year they're five and four at the bye. I mean, it almost worked out too good. Like you had, like you mentioned, the not that there were easy games in the first half, but like easy, you're relative to what they're going to face in the second half of the season. We're going to talk a lot more about those tough matchups later in the week on the podcast. But yeah, I mean, you get through the first half, you're above 500, you know, with some of the injuries you have, like with Mike Hilton and Trey Flowers and DJ Reader, those guys get to rest up. And I mean, speaking of Reader, you know, it sounds like, according to Zach Taylor, he's in really good position to potentially return. Uh, in his exact words, he said something about uh, more likely than not, I think, for him to return after the bye. And that's huge. I mean, with a rush defense, that's already been pretty stout. I mean, you couldn't ask for better. Uh, with Mike Hilton, he had that surgery on his... Uh, which finger was it, Michael? I know you talked to him. He had surgery on one of his the fingers. The left pinky finger. He had three fractures and ligament damage, yeah. Yeah, left pinky finger, like you mentioned. Now, how sick are fans? They were telling him to cut off the finger so he didn't have to miss time. That's insane. That's a, I, 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 I hope they were kidding. I wasn't I in hope. that scrum because it was like three deep, and I, I literally couldn't even see Mike Hilton at that point. So I was just kind of like, I was like, ah, I'll get what comes out of it afterwards. And I'm really glad I didn't because if he would have said that, I would have had a, like an, I would have had a visceral reaction to that. Not just because like I can't imagine like the guts of like fans to say that to a player, but like social media, the man. concept of it is wild. Like it'd be one thing if it was like, hey, tough it out and play. Playoff. It's well, like, but and, like in the timing of it, like, yeah. you need to play this random regular season game against the against the Panthers of all, people. and it would only take a week to get back anyway. He's only saving a week. Uh, that he had to comment on social media and say, because uh, I did do a search. I guess the, the I didn't see the, the Ronnie Lott stuff. A lot of them were private messages, but the people were like on social media, like. Uh, pinky finger quitter and stuff like that so he had to take to social media to say i hadn't quit and it's like uh, you know things are a lot different that's now. a lesson for fans don't could you imagine the story that would come out if like the bengals were like well we cut his finger off like the training staff like <laughs> we would cut all be his like, oh, like, man. Know, like the seriousness of concussions now like it's obviously much different than it was 30 years ago like if they were like yeah we just cut his finger off like the players associated would probably have a word oh we, yeah and, and it's, more than that it's not it's not like they're playing the Rams in the Super Bowl and this happened. This is for the Panthers. They were right. up. They were up fourteen to nothing in like to, four and he wanted minutes. To do the, they had him do the surgery now quickly so he could be back for the important game against the Steelers. Yeah, and that's a game he obviously wants to play. A, in. Absurd that you know it, the timeline was a week and fans were like, "You that's put kinda, on your team." That is kind of crazy. Just, uh, uh, the the what athletes probably have to go through on on social media. It shows you how, and he's a very—he's uh, a genuine guy, a good, good-natured uh, person, and so to have him be sort of like, yeah, it was a little ridiculous. You can kind of see the, um, you know, it, it did get to him. I think just in terms of having to say like, yeah, I did not quit. To, you know, I didn't quit on my team. Yeah, I mean, if I was a professional athlete, or gosh, even a college athlete, I would just make my DMs private. Like, unless you follow me. You can't message me. I don't know. That's one of the settings you can have on Twitter. I think I have that setting. Like, unless you follow me, you can't message me. So, I mean, I don't blame the guy. I mean, gosh. Think like, about the what's... fans of the podcast that are trying desperately to get a hold of you. Unbelievable. Yeah, good, good luck, guys. I guess that's another reason to sign up for the texting updates, right? Well, no, sign up for the texting so we can have fun with that because I'll, right. I'll know you. Like, if you're part of the club, if you're paying the four ninety nine, then I know you're part of the cool club. You're part of the cool kids. There you go. Twitter, I, I mean, the cool kids aren't on Twitter anymore because, I mean, that's a whole Mike, different story. It's a sales gimmick. Mike, that was good because Mike has a very dry sense of humor, which I appreciate because, like, I'm just imagining now this scene of, like, people frantically trying that don't follow Muhammad desperately trying to, trying to compliment the podcast. 
Well, they, they they, can't I, do I, it. I would or maybe they're trying to talk. Maybe they're yeah, trying I, to talk I wasn't about saying it. that they were saying positive things. Hey, but if you are a cool kid, though, follow me at Muhammad Ahmad TV. Make sure you follow these two cool cats too. But of course, more importantly. Uh, like you said, Mike, make sure you sign up for that tech service. But yeah, I mean, n- not that Mike Hilton wouldn't have been necessary in that game. It's just, you know, like the interesting stat that I realized, yeah, no cornerback on the Bengals has an interception because of how well they've played that, like, two cover two, two high safety defense. Like, I mean, you know, that's how Jesse Bates got that pick was Eli Apple got involved, kind of cut to DJ Moore's route, and then that allowed Jesse Bates to go underneath and get the pick. And then, I mean, when you have Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt, who can run so deep, you know, as if they're playing like a safety. I mean, that helps too. So again, he has a very big role. He had a nice pick six last year against his former team. So Mike Hilton is really good at his position uh, at cornerback. At, at so, I mean, he's important, but like, it's fine, guys. It's the Panthers. You're going into the bye. He'll be healthy. He'll be good. And the big thing is, I mean, even with the injuries they've had, with losing Chidobia, Wuzier, which, I mean, that's still a high alert thing you have to worry about later on. But regardless of that, I mean, DJ Reader going down against the Jets, you know, losing Hilton for that game and Trey Flowers because he got hurt against the Browns, you know. And, and Trey Hedrickson kind of having just minor issues like leaving that Falcons game with the Stinger. This defense overall, I think, has played really consistent. I mean, Lou Anarumo said whether you go from the first half of the first nine games to the second half – weeks five through nine i mean this this is a very consistent defense and like if you look at the games they've lost that really hasn't been anything on the defense of course there's always things you can improve and get better at but no defensively this is a very consistent team they have that that shutout stretch where they didn't allow any touchdowns in the second half for i think it was the first seven games of the year until that falcons game so they've done very well and i agree with anruma like this is a consistent defense they're just as good if not better than what they had last year and I'm really excited to see what they do in the second half of the year. And we'll talk more about the defense and grading them later in the week. But I just think, you know, going into the bye week, that's one thing you can appreciate is this defense has really been on its stuff this this year. Yeah. Yeah. You did a pretty good job. <laughs> I was thinking Summed of something up. to add to that. Uh, I was like, well, I, I, I think the key uh, going forward in, in, in getting DJ Reader back is a big deal. I, I yeah. Think, uh, especially in terms of trying to free up the pass rushing, the guys yeah. on the edge. Uh, helping out that secondary too, uh, giving quarterbacks less time to throw it. Um, you know, because I think you're going to face some some challenges in the back end through the rest of the season. And and having Reader back, you know, they've said they've ca- they've <laughs> they've been careful not to say he'll be back. They you know against the Steelers, you know, they've left the door open one yeah, way or the other. Right. They'll they'll make a decision. It sounds like Monday next week. Uh, they just keep saying they're optimistic. Um, you know, who's on the practice field? I guess today or rehab field. Um, but I think that's, you know, going forward, his status, you know, if they can stay healthy elsewhere, you know, you know, with the guys they have, getting him back I think will be a big boost for you, this team because I think they've had to work extra hard. You know, Zach Carter getting a lot of snaps. Yeah. B.J. Hill could probably use a rest, you know, because also uh, – He's played a lot. You know, they have multiple injuries up there. So I think that's a big deal um, to, to kind of get him back, especially against teams. You know, having him uh, against Baltimore the next time I think will be important. You saw last night. Um, you know, trying to lock him down and keep him in the pockets, just really Lamar's impossible. hilarious. Yeah, but um, <laughs> uh, so I, you, well, you need you need Reader for the Titans game. That would be a good you one too, Re- especially if they're going to go keep going with Willis. Yeah, you need Reader for the Titans game because yeah. if, if they go with Willis, they are going to give the ball to Derrick Henry as much as humanly possible. So you need a guy up front um, just to boost your run defense because, like, you play 
Pittsburgh, which you would like to have Reader back, like if he's healthy. Well, I think great. you knock the rust off in that game. You right. try to get him like 20, 25 snaps yeah. to just have him ready. Exactly. You're throwing him right back in against Tennessee and expecting him to just play at a high level. Exactly. That's right. How many games will he have missed at that point? Six or seven? Uh, something uh, like that. So. Yeah. Um, because the four, so six. So yeah, if he misses the Pittsburgh game, I think that'll be a seventh game. Miss. But like, is, yeah. if you if you can get him back, you get him back for because you play Derrick Henry, and then it's the Chiefs, and then right after that it's Nick Chubb again. So I mean, that three game stretch is critical. Yeah, to you really need no margin really for error. Reader to be at full strength. So like, if he's not at full strength for the Steelers, but he will be for the Titans. That's just something you have to live with. But yeah, getting him, getting him snaps against Pittsburgh is is going to be really important. I think. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the interesting thing, though, while there's a lot of good things to say about defense with special teams, we have not really talked much about it, if at all. You know, Evan McPherson has had some rare misses. I mean, th- this is a crazy stat. So three years at Florida, where he played college. Nine total misses in three years. Last year in his rookie season where he earned the title Money Mac, didn't miss in the postseason, had those game-winning kicks against Tennessee and, of course, Kansas City, only five misses. He already has five misses in nine games this year. I don't think it's something to worry about because, I mean, in the way he put it, and you could kind of look at those kicks. So he missed a kick against the Browns, and a PAT. The kick, I think that was a little more critical in that game because it could have changed the tide. It was right before halftime. It was about 47, 48 yards. That was right, wide right. He said that was a clean kick, but maybe that was just something that, I don't know, the weather could have been the laces, could have been a lot of things. But he said against the Panthers, which was another game where he did miss one field goal, which it came in garbage time in the fourth quarter when Brandon Allen came in the game. But... He said that wasn't as clean of a hold, uh, and that wasn't as clean of a kick. No, not not the hold. He said for, on his part, the hold was fine, but the kick wasn't as clean. There's really nothing to worry about. I think people are, if they are worried about it, I'd say, look, he's Money Mac. He's confident. Like he's gonna, he's got the How bye week coming up. Call him Money Mac. He's been called that since I mean last year. I don't year. know that. A lot He's, of people do call him that. I've heard people call him that. I've Google seen it on it. social it's media. M, but it's MAC, so um, I guess it's, it's there's a reference to it in one story I see. Right. Uh, McPherson, Money Well, he's filed Money a Mac. trademark for it, so I guess... That's what I'm saying. I guess it's... Uh, I guess it's a real thing. Okay. I mean, I know the other so the other title he gets is Shooter McPherson because I that went, one I've definitely never heard of. Because well, here's the funny Mike thing about Mike is our real time fact checker Google, here. Uh, well, that you is that like you're like you should that is it is there is a Google result for that. Wow. Well, the funny thing about that is that didn't really become a thing until the postseason because I think when he had those game winning kicks against Tennessee. That kick against Tennessee and later against Kansas City, they would celebrate with kind of like a, a shooter sign kind of thing, like oh shooter McPherson, like you know, automatic. It was Clark Harris that that. Uh, uh, yes. It. Yeah, the in- injured well, it's long snapper. guns, and it's obviously Finger related to Gavin Happy thing. Happy Gilmore. So yeah, yeah. You've Clark- seen Happy Gilmore, right? Multiple times. Okay, you good. Know, because the way that you kind of veered away from that had me concerned. But the no, bigger, yeah, that's I, what I, I meant. I think the bigger discussion in the terms pun- of yeah, special teams know, is yep. the punting game. The right. punting. So that's where, what I'm saying. Where, yeah, uh, pivot to that. The Bengals were pretty um, clear that um, it's not been good enough and that, um, you know, I, I, they didn't shoot the idea down. Uh, Darren Simmons didn't of um, possibly making a change during the bye week at, at punter. And that, that would be a big deal, you know, long-term 
uh, guy here uh, just struggling. And, you know, he said it's not a thing in practice that, that's just kind of been in games, but that's not, um, you know, if you can't figure it out, I guess, I mean, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, um, that, that's why I think the biggest special teams discussion, because, um, you know, going to a, a younger guy and, and kind of reshaping that, that group um, just creates question marks where you didn't have it um, where you're trying to get a spark kind of in that, that uh, punting game. Yeah, and that's not a knock on Huber. I mean, he's, he's played more games than anybody in Cincinnati Bengals history. He surpassed Ken Riley for that mark in the season over against, against Pittsburgh. So he was well, at 216 now. The previous high was 208, which he tied at the end of the year last year. So he's been here for a long time. He played high school ball in Cincinnati. He played at UC. He's a Cincinnati kid. Like, Cincinnati's all he knows. And, I mean, he's very well-loved by the fans, very well-respected. You know, amongst fans, he's the longest tenured player in the locker room. I mean, there's a lot to like about this guy. This is by no means a knock on Huber, but I mean, like Darren Simmons said, you know, you can love the guy. He's coached him all 14 years. He's been in Cincinnati, but you got to win games. You got to do what's best for the team. And if he's going to, you know, shank punts and not have the direction and distance he's normally had when he's been his Pro Bowl self, then you might have to go to Drew Christman. Yeah, it is what it is. He's got 40 – his yards per punt right now um, through nine games is 43.2. That that's is, the second worst that, in the league. Yeah, that's 31st in the league. Um, it's the second worst mark of his career. It's actually yeah. tied for the second worst mark of his career. The only time he was worse was in 2010. Which um, was his only second year. 42.1. Um, now, obvi- now, obviously, sometimes punts can be – the yardage per punts can be a little bit skewed because if you have if you're punting from the – you know – from the 42 yard line and you get a 35 yard punt that's a good punt but it's it doesn't really go down in the book so obviously there's more nuance to it than that but um you know i think if you kind of look at it on on aggregate he hasn't been what you'd want so and it's in um, its age i mean there's no hiding like why he struggled right I mean, he's 37 you know, well and then and the guy get, behind him drew christmas 25 yeah so i mean like it's not like um it's just it adds up at some point. Like you just, you yeah, you, you can't. I mean, you have to face it. You, you know, it's, it's so I think that that's and they're being delicate about it. They want to honor, I think, his um, yeah. place in Bengals history and, and and his tenure. And so that that is hard. I'm I'm not sure how they'll kind of handle it if they do make a switch. Yeah. Um, but I, but I think that's kind of the the challenge with that. You want to let a guy go out um, on his own terms. Yeah, and not sort of, you know, embarrass him when you, but, but at some well, point you kind of force this, his hand. Yeah, and this week would be the the week to do it because you can do it on a, because you don't want to, what you don't want, like you said, you don't want to embarrass a guy. Like if he has, if he shanks a punt or two against the Steelers, you don't want to cut him after that. Like you almost want to give him the bye week and like make the change there so you can kind of let it settle in and things like that. But um, I mean, if you're going to make one, like if you're going to make a change, really anywhere on the roster, um, and then also, I mean, obviously that goes for punter. This is this is the week to do it. Yeah, and for all we know, I mean, this is again we'll find out later. But th- you know, that game against Panthers could have been his last game. We we don't know. That could have been his last game as a Cincinnati Bengal because he is on a one year contract. So you know, if even if he stays through the course of the year, like I don't see him returning. I think either he retires or they just say you know. It's been great. You've been one of the best players in Bengals history, but, you know, the only thing that's constant is change. So I think we are beginning to see the end of Kevin Huber. But again, like, you don't well, want to embarrass his, a guy like that. This plank Gosh, you and the dry humor, man. I'm, <laughs> but, I mean, let's make it clear. This like, isn't Final Destination, final, my no, guy. You made it sound like he was dying. You're not no, no, him, man. Beginning of the end of his time as a Cincinnati Bengal. There, there we go. Right, that's better. 
finally, though, going back to the bye week, uh, and I mean, we'll have a lot more fun content coming up later this week as far as like midseason grades on both sides of the ball. But what is the one thing that each of you guys are most looking forward to in the bye week? And Andrew, you can't say sleep because I know you're going to say that. Yeah. Besides um, sleep, what are you looking forward the, to? I'm, I mean, I'm excited to uninterrupted watch some football this weekend, um, college and pro. I know there's a few good college games. Um, Ohio State, I think they play Indiana. So, like, ugh. some of the mm. top teams don't really play anybody good. Uh, TCU plays Texas. That'll be fun. Bama Ole Miss. But then the NFL schedule, a lot of poopy games. Like, the Vikings, <laughs> play, Vikings play the Bills at one. I'm interested in that. But then, like, you go down the line. Like, is anybody interested in Saints-Steelers? Like, I know the Bengals play the Steelers the next week, so, like, I'll keep an eye on that. But, like... Colts Raiders. Are we, I guess, maybe that has a little bit of train wreck factor with with Jeff Saturday. Cowboys Packers looked like a great game at the start of the year. Is anybody excited to watch that right now? I don't know. So, um, I, but there is something to say about having that red zone come on at one o'clock and then have Scott Hansen say seven hours of commercial free football. <laughs> there, it's just magical. So that's what I'm excited for to just kind of watch those games and not really have to worry about writing or, or being at, you know, Bengals game. I can kind of watch whatever I want. Whatever you want. Right. Mike? Well, on Sunday. Um, exactly. Uh, yeah, I will be... Uh, Unpacking, I assume. Yeah, you got, I was about to say, you'd still be in that new house. Yeah, that, that'll be... Uh, take up some time. But, um, you know, God of War 2 for the PS5 comes out, and I will be... Oh, yeah. Diving into, uh, diving into that... Um, hopefully midweek. It's got a 9.7 on IGN. Wait, nope, that's not that's not the right game. I don't know. I've never played God of War once, but I don't know. Well, yeah, Metacritic rating is 90. Okay, so here's what I don't understand about video games. How come you say God of War 2 is coming out? Correct. God of War 2 came out in 2007. That was a, They rebooted the series. They're, okay, because uh, the they did the same thing with Call of Duty. Where they were like well, modern we warfare, it, yeah, modern but those warfare are different. Two. Those are different. It, bl- it just different can, I don't know. It confuses me. Maybe I'm stupid, those but it just confuses me. Oh no no no! St- like 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 Forrest Gump says, stupid as stupid does. What, what is the saying? What does Forrest Gump say? Stupid as stupid does. Stupid is as stupid does. Nah, yeah, no. I, I'm 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 with you, Andrew. No, nothing That's nothing stupid so about that. I haven't played a video game since like what? I'm 24. What? Since I was a senior in high school, so seven years That's ago. Crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, I was such a book nerd that, like, it was starting to actually affect my grades. So my mom was like, you better get rid of that thing. And I was like, all right, mom. And honestly, I never looked back. What I'm hearing is that you didn't know how to budget your time. Multitask. I actually was for a while, but I I took very, very hard classes in my senior year so I could get a a scholarship. What is wrong with you? (laughs) I I needed the money. I needed a scholarship, which I ended up getting. but, but But when you're in your senior year of high school... This is a lesson to anybody listening out of it. If you know anybody who is in high school looking to better themselves for college, unless you are going to like Harvard or like Yale or Notre Dame or some crazy great academic school, they don't care. Take the easiest possible class you can and roll into that thing with a 3.9 GPA. Guess what, Andrew? I'm Arab. The stereotype that Arabs have to... That, that that our parents push us to work hard. It is true. My, my parents, parents push me to work smarter, not harder. And tell my parents that. Tell a lot of parents that. But anyways, no, I get that, and that that's that's gonna be a lot of fun for you, Mike. I'm excited for you. I mean, for me, 
um, I've mentioned this. I'm from Lexington, which is not far from Cincinnati. So I'm just going to go home, make some barbecue with my mom and my three younger siblings. Because um, I, I think I've told you guys this. I'm a big pit master. I can't grill in my apartment now because shout out to them. They have certain rules. But yeah, I just go back to my mom's, make some Middle Eastern barbecue. Might even make some brisket. You guys like brisket? I do not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roller there. I think it's kind of gross. Oh, I, I, yeah, I'm going to have to cut you there. All right. I'm going to have to stop That's you there. That's a stupid thing to say. Yeah, thank it's you, Andrew. That's a dumb thing to say. Thank you, Andrew. I can't believe you said that out loud to other people. No, it's just not. We're gonna have to enlighten you soon. I don't have to. That's not a Midwest soon. food. If you guys are Midwesterners, that's not a. Midwest I'm South. I'm a Southerner. You don't give a crap. What I'm a Southerner. A, Kentucky's not the South. Well, where I'm from, it's Southern. Like Lexington and South of there is very not, Southern. That's not Southern. I don't have my Southern draw, but I have my Southern culture, so appreciate that, Michael. But in all seriousness, we appreciate appreciate you guys for tuning in. Tune in tomorrow. We'll have our offensive midseason awards later in the week we'll have our defensive midseason awards along with our crystal ball predictions for the second half of the year but once again for myself andrew gillis and mike and isaac i'm muhammad Ahmad. see you tomorrow